Welcome to episode number 87 of the Carpe Fide podcast. We're back. We missed a little time there, but we're ready to go. I've been waiting for two weeks to say Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Yeah. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. Leonardo Leeds. We're almost into the 90s. We're going to have to figure something else out. 90s? Totally rad. Yeah. 90s are rad. Rad. Okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely remember that. We might not. All right. We're in episode 87 today. We're going to cover the nuisance Newsome, bros bombs, the box office, and <laughs> PayPal persecutes patrons. <laughs> For those of you that weren't paying attention. That's Newsome Nuisance, Bros Bombs the Box Office, and PayPal Persecutes Patrons. Yay. Three stories. Three stories. Here we go. Three uh, stories. Three alliterations. Roundup. Um, the, uh, the first one that I think, they're all fun, but the first one is probably the most, I think, just telling about our culture, our society. It gives us a good chance to remind ourselves what government's for, where government comes from, uh, what the role of government is, because we need to keep these things in front of us as we live and move inside of the world. All of public life belongs to God, uh, and politic is from the root of public, and therefore it is public. That's what it means. Politics are public. But more than that, your faith should be public. So this is, this is very important for us to get. Our faith is far more important than politics. Both are in the public sphere. And speaking of the public sphere, Gavin Newsom just stepped in a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> if you missed this story, we're excited to <clears throat> enlighten you. Yes, awaken you. Awaken you too. You're about to get woke <coughs> to oh. this sad reality. Awokened. So Governor Gavin You're about uh, to get woke, <laughs> church. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway. Governor Gazim, Gavin Newsom uh, has put up billboards. <laughs> Nobody cares what his name is. He's the governor of California, and he's running again for re-election. He's, he's, he's really making a big push, though, for a much more broader national campaign. I think he fully intends to primary um, the current former vice president, uh, Joe Biden, and uh, he, intends to, <laughs> he intends to primary him uh, in 2024. Uh, so he's making this big national push. He's put up billboards in seven of the most, according to him, the most restrictive anti-abortion states that um, explain how women can access care no matter where they live. He's actually got a whole like website up uh, that's trying to usher women uh, to California to receive an abortion. Um, it's literally something like abortion.ca.gov or something. It's literally that simple. Um, Is that really it? Abortion.ca.gov. I was, I was exactly correct. Look at oh, that. My gosh. I know things. Um, and uh, in doing this, he's taking these, these, putting these seven billboards up throughout the, these seven different billboards up throughout different states, the seven most restrictive states for abortion, encouraging people to come to California to murder their children. And it, it's interesting. I was just talking, mentioned this to Jesse, like every, for everybody that's for equity, isn't really for equity because the most equitable place for all of human life is the womb. It, it's mm. everyone starts there. It's literally a thing everyone has in common. The same starting point is the womb. And yet they want to uh, just murder, murder the, the baby in the womb. Um, so that's what they want to do. Anyway, he caught a lot of flack uh, for one of the particular particular <laughs> words are difficult. One of the particular uh, designs. Um, I want to say it was went up the one that went up in Iowa. Uh, yes, so this would be Governor Governor Stitt, I believe, is the governor here. Let me see if I have this right. There was a couple of them. Yes, the one, but <clears throat> but they he put a different one up in in each 
in each state. Well, this one's Mississippi. Oh, no, that's the that's and this one is. Uh, he put like he put the same one up in a couple. Oh, he of just places. used the seven designs throughout yeah. the states. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, never yeah. mind. It, it wasn't specific then, but uh, the one particular design that really got him a lot of flack was um, it, the one that is um, essentially all. It's a black background, um, and fitting. The, <laughs> the black background, and then off to the one side is a a distraught, uh, Caucasian late female. teen, early twenties female, um, and the sign reads: "Need an abortion? California is ready to help. Learn more at abortion.ca.gov." The subscript is: "Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these." Mark twelve thirty one. Hmm. There's only one commandment in that verse, Justin. It's very confusing when you don't actually use the scripture in context, Mister Newsom. Um, what? <laughs> so, what's really telling about this uh, is that Gavin Newsom intends to use God's word however he wishes to use it uh, to slice and dice it and to make it somehow mean what he wants it to mean. And in this particular context, he wants it to mean that God wants to kill the babies in the womb. <laughs> That that's what kindness is. That's what that's what the God of kindness demands. Uh, that these these are these are literally the words of Jesus Himself. Jesus spoke these words, and Governor, Governor Newsom has ripped them out of their context in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, by the way, this is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You can find this particular accounting in all the Synoptic Gospels. He's ripped them from their context uh, and used them in a way where the grammar doesn't even make sense. Um, saying that in order to love your neighbor as yourself, you need to kill their baby you need to give them access to murdering their child inside the womb it's uh it's wrong on about a thousand levels why don't we jump into the actual context that he totally messed up how's that sound that sounds great context is king context does help us captain context always flies in to save the day uh you'll find this particular particular verses in mark 12 verses 29 through 31 um, and what we have here, just the setup, uh, is Jesus had been uh, addressing questions, and uh, the the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, I believe we also, who uh, the Herodians are also involved in this. They were trying to trick Jesus by asking a difficult question that would try to ensnare him. And you know, one group would ask a question, and Jesus would address their question eloquently, and they would you know feel dumb and then the other group would try to ask a question they're trying to catch jesus in some sort of answer that would either cause him you know issue inside of the religious realm or inside of the political realm but jesus was god and that wasn't a problem for him uh so i'll pick up i'll actually pick the reading up in mark 12 verse 28 it says this one of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognizing that he had answered them well asked him what commandment is the foremost of all and jesus answered the foremost is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus here, addressing this uh, question, addresses it so well that, again, it leaves the uh, scribe without answer. And 
what Gavin Newsom did is removed verses 29 and 30 and just used verses 31, which is why it doesn't sound like it makes any sense. When you read, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Without the first commandment, you're wondering why there's these. Well, let me assure you that the these that Gavin Newsom doesn't want to deal with is Jesus's answer of the Shema, which is here. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and you shall love the Lord your God with everything. That's what that's what Jesus says is the greatest commandment. Love God with everything. But we've cut that out because Gavin Newsom's economy, he's God. <laughs> and since Gavin Newsom is God, you can just go right to the second one where you need to love your neighbor as yourself. He's cutting up babies in the womb, cutting up the words of Christ. Yeah. He, <laughs> There's a lot of cutting going on over there in California. Yeah. It's despicable, disgusting, and evil. Cutting the power out. Not cutting taxes, though. <laughs> no. Well, no. Don't go to... Don't... Oh, heavens, no. Don't go there for that. Um, it reminds me of just so many... There's just so many important things to remember here. Uh, the words of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 say, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink, who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. Um, it'd probably be good for him to read other portions of the Bible, I think. <laughs> or at least just more than one verse. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> you fell into one of the classic blunders. <laughs> the most famous. No, we're not doing down no, that no, right. No, no, okay. Um, <laughs> When you have a government that is instituting unrighteousness in the place of righteousness, when you have a government that's decreeing unrighteousness, um, it is the responsibility of a Christian to not follow in unrighteousness. This is something that gets lost on our culture completely, and it's very important for us to remember. You actually, when, when, when God commands us to honor the people that he puts in authority, um, to honor a person who is living unrighteously is not to follow them in unrighteousness. In fact, if you were to follow someone leading in unrighteousness, you are not honoring them. You are dishonoring them and dishonoring yourself and dishonoring God and dishonoring the office as well. Absolutely. And which and, is, which is that authority structure that that God has set up for them to fulfill. The fact that we can't see this inside of the church is probably just um, a reminder of how incredibly ignorant biblically we have gotten inside of the church um, and none other. So I'll, I'll, I'll remind you of this fact in Romans chapter 13, um, starting in verse one, it says this, every person is to be in subjugation to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those which exist are established by God. First, right off the bat, Paul calls us to be subject to a governing authority because God is the authority and no one can be an authority apart from God. This, this authority is supposed to flow directly from God, God. All right. So the authority flows from God. It's God's authority. <clears throat> You'd have to then ask a lot of questions, but let's keep going. Verse two, therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. Ordinance is one of those biblical words. Uh, you might think uh, law or decree, 
or doctrine, ordinance. These are teachings of, of instruction about what is right and wrong, the ordinance of God as instituted by God. And they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Verse three, for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Then do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a minister, verse 4, of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. The reality of Romans 13 is God is the one whose authority a leader serves under. God is the one who gives the ordinances of righteousness that that leader is to thrive and flourish in, in their rulership. God dictates what they are to wield the sword against and what they are to applaud and award inside of their culture and society. When that's abandoned, the ruler is no longer, um, following the ordinances of God. He's no longer ruling in righteousness. He's ruling in unrighteousness. You do not follow someone into their unrighteousness. That's folly. You do not follow the fool into their folly. You actually need to oppose the foolishness so that you can point them back to righteousness. That is the call inside of God's word. Yeah, we, we were talking about this. Uh, what was the passage from Exodus, Justin, that we were going over um, about honoring kings? <clears throat> do you know it off the top of your head? Yeah, you would be talking about Exodus chapter 22, and I'm going to scroll up a little bit here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> Keep that Bible flowing. <laughs> no, no, no. It says, Exodus 22, verse 28 says, You shall not revile God nor curse a ruler of your people. Yeah, we had Exodus twenty two. We had really good discussion at community group that week, just going over like, all right, if say we won like an award or something in New Jersey, and a we major, a major award, a major, it's, a, it's a major award, um, and, <laughs> and um, <laughs> did you hit the wrong button? Sure did. <laughs> Do you want to find the hi hat one? Is that the one you were looking for? Nope. There it is. <laughs> you don't know how to work it. Yeah, that's way more appropriate. <laughs> but uh, we had great discussions. Like, okay, well, if you won an award and we don't, and we know that Governor Murphy is 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 a wicked ruler, you know, do we go and accept that award from him if if he was the one giving it to you? And the answer that we that we talked through was, well, yeah, absolutely. But we don't go there and stand in front of Governor New uh, Governor uh, Murphy. They're basically the same person, except one has nice hair and one has terrible teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do get jealous of people's hair. Um, but you know, we don't go there to call him an idiot or a loser or, you know, you're ruining everything, but we do call him to repentance, to, to repent and honor the office that God has placed him in. That's, that's what we do when we are sitting under, excuse me, a ruler who is, who is wicked. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiment that to honor, to honor, someone who is wicked um, simply looks like calling them to repentance and showing them what they are to be doing, calling them uh, to what they are to be doing and then doing that yourself, um, not doing their role, but to do what is right yourself. Um, it's almost as if we should direct government to its duty. Oh yeah. James Coates sermon. Um, I, 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 at some point, I, I really do want to do probably another episode on understanding God-given rights. The reality that we use this phrase, but we don't understand it. Like the, the role of the government is to not give you anything. That's not the role of the government. The role of the government is to 
um, judge righteously by God's ordinances, um, the, the wicked that's, that's their, that's their main role because in judging righteously, um, against evil, they will actually be establishing for the culture, the best, uh, the best way for the flourishing of, of life. Um, but, but we don't understand this idea of God given rights. The government has nothing to do with giving them to you because they're, they're God's. They're not even they're not even ours. It, you can basically understand God given rights as simply as understanding what responsibility has God given to man. And when you sit when you understand that, then you see where all the rights come from, right? People say I don't have the right to <clears throat> protect myself and my family, except God has given you specific responsibilities. What is what is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to um, flourish, to nurture nurture your family, uh, to provide, to protect. Uh, so then look, oh, suddenly I do have the right to, to defend myself and my family. Uh, you don't have the right to private property, except God has told you to, uh, bring forth from the land abundance to work and work hard for his glory inside of the land that he has given. I mean, these things have been, have been clearly said since Genesis from Genesis through it's not, it's not partial. These are, these are complete and total. Um, and so then suddenly, oh no, I do, I do have the right to, to own property and, and in so doing, I've been given to, by God. And so ultimately I must glorify him with it. What is God, what, what responsibility has God given you? And you will find the rights that are God given because they are a part of what he has declared. There is no bill that can contain them because they're all solely contained by what God has given for you to do. Anyway, I could do a whole episode on that. I think it's probably something people don't think through, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's rough. It's important. It's important. Muy importante. So basically, what we're saying is, is Gavin Newsom, you keep using Christ's words. They do not mean what you think they mean. That's it. That's <laughs> correct. That's what we mean. That's exactly it. Woo. I knew there was another reference in there. And when he does something like this, it makes me say, like, he didn't fall. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If we had free and fair elections, he probably would have. Oh, the recall. Seriously though, Governor Governor Newsom, repent. Uh, thankfully, uh, Pastor Johnny Mac did write a uh, an open letter to Governor Governor Gavin Newsom, calling specifically for his repentance and calling him to rule in righteousness. So, uh, we are thankful for that. Uh, you can find a link to that letter in the show notes. Show notes. Nobody reads those. You guys really should. I try to put. Look, stuff you in have there. to understand. I some, have to type them out. Nobody reads them. It's messed some, up. Some of the <laughs> some podcasts give you show notes that are simply a synopsis of the episode. Our show notes actually give you the ability to research more of what we are saying to know that what we were saying had an actual source. You can click on it. You can see images that were we referenced. You can actually like. It's not like a. You know, like you watch some like podcasts that have videos and you watch the video and they don't give you the link to anything. They just have the video up and then you keep going back to try to find oh, where was that from? And you're looking on the screen like, was it a TikToker? Oh, where was their sourcing from? And you're trying to find it so that you can then find the video. We have just links in our show notes. Use them. Use them to the to your advantage. Right. We're trying here for the glory of God and good of all, good of all men. All right. Sorry. All righty. <laughs> moving on. Moving Press, on. Pressing on. Well, uh, that was the Newsome nuisance. Yes. You want to Shall talk? we go in order? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we have to. It, may, it only makes sense. All right. Well, then now we're talking about Bros Bombs, the box office. Bros Bombs, the box office. I hope most of you are unaware about this story, actually, for your sake. Oh, gosh. I hope you're unaware. I have regrets already clicking into IMDb about this. No, don't. All right. So as long as you feel that you're able to handle this content, 
you can try to find the trailer, but you probably won't make it all the way through because it's, it's not, it's not great. Bros is a, uh, <clears throat> well, we'll call it a rom-com for lack of a better word. I don't know what category to put in. It's a movie uh, just released about two men with commitment problems attempting to have a relationship. It is a gay rom-com. It's a gay rom-com. It's not a category though. That's it's not a category. Oh boy, it's it's coming. It's it's not coming though because well, we'll t- we're about to talk about why it's not going to happen. Why it's not going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, All right. So first, bro- hold on. First off, it's rated R for wait, what what was this? Let's just let's just think about this. It's rated R for Oh wait, what did I just do? What did you do? For str- strong sexual content, language throughout, and some drug use. Okay, so we're we're really doing good. Yeah, it's going to be a great movie. Um, and oh, it is good. So when you think of rom com, and you're like, oh, it's probably like, like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. No, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that at all. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, um, it's actually a, about. Uh, homosexuals having um, trying to have some sort of monogamy um, some sort of monogamous relationship um, <laughs> of which they can by the end of the movie apparently only commit to about three months so or maybe a month it's it's pretty sad they, they have a problem with exclusivity turns out they want to have a lot of sex with a lot of other gay men and uh, <laughs> so it's hard for them to commit to each other and eventually I think they decide on some sort of very small <laughs> amount of time in which they're willing to quote unquote, you know, sacrifice to be, uh, exclusive. Um, so if you like to have lots of interesting and awkward conversations with like homosexual people doing homosexual things, I mean, it'll be probably a great movie for you. Um, but there just weren't enough of you, uh, to actually make this movie profitable. <laughs> anyway. uh, they just don't exist. And so bros bombs, the box office, Jesse, how did uh how did Bros do on its uh on its opening weekend? Did it do right. okay? I've got I have a chart. I have a chart in front of me. Every good statistician has a chart. And I am not a statistician, but I have the chart. So Bros, uh let's see. Um domestic opening weekend. It brought in four million eight hundred and fifty four thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars, which is approximately four million eight hundred and fifty four thousand one hundred twenty five dollars too much <laughs> <laughs> all right however it's also about forty five million dollars to less from its actual budget <laughs> yeah. yeah it actually doesn't tell me what the budget is on this one maybe it's uh, too new or maybe they're just so shamed <laughs> don't let them know how much it failed yeah right all right so let, let's compare so we've done a comparison before with minions the rise of group which is simply a non-woke children's movie so remember uh four million four point eight million okay was bros opening weekend compared to 107 million dollars opening weekend domestic box office for the minions rise of group we're using minion rise of group because if you don't recall a few episodes we compared it to late year and uh so we're just going to go back to comparing bros to minions rise of group and then a few others <laughs> as a joke as a uh, joke because <laughs> it's obviously not really good comparison <laughs> <laughs> all right so so yeah so that's that's what we're looking at for for group now when when we're talking about uh no, that, that's that's not super fair. Um, so I, I looked up two other rom coms that I I enjoyed fair, a fair bit. Okay, just because like Minions Rise of Gru, it's not really a rom com. You're not really taking 
any sort of significant other to go see Ridley's Rise of Gru, unless that significant other and you have had several children together, in which case you are bringing them to see Minions: The Rise of Gru. So, what, what, <laughs> but what not bros. <laughs> but not bros. One of my other, one of my favorites, one of my favorite movies of all time, actually, is Crazy Stupid Love. Um, fantastic. Came out in 2011. So, just to compare rom com to rom com here, Crazy Stupid Love did 84.3 million on its opening weekend, compared to 9.2. 84.3 compared to 9.2 night and day which was not one of my favorite movies but another rom-com i've seen i really don't watch them so they definitely stick out in my mind when i see them um pulled in 76 million its opening weekend again compared to that 9.2 so basically um nobody wants to watch gay men having relationship issues on the big screen um i don't really know what they were thinking honestly simply because I feel like they're not really appealing to a very broad audience. Like for, for instance, like a heterosexual couple was like, Oh yeah, baby, want to go to the movies and like, yeah, sure. What do you want to see? Gay guys. Like that's not like a super, I don't know. It's just like not something that you really want to just go and do unless no. you're, well, I mean, gay guys, right? It's true. <laughs> So what what were you looking up? I forget. What oh, I, was just, I was just going to give you the the numbers. So, um, oh, what its budget was, right? Yeah, I. Have... You're just scrolling, looking at the weird pictures, you weirdo. No, I'm certainly not desiring to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they are yucky. Uh, it had twenty two dollar, twenty two million dollar budget. So that's the movie, the cast, the effects. There's no effects right, in this movie. Right, it's right. just people. So twenty two million. But they also spent thirty million for marketing. That's fifty-two million, and they've so total so far worldwide box office. They've brought in a total of nine million uh, on their opening weekend, right? Or is that total right now? I think that's total. I think that's total. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. So, like, if they have their traditional run, I think domestically, they're if they you know over the next two three months, they might make twelve million. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, they're they're hoping about twelve million, which still puts them uh, forty million in the hole. <laughs> sorry, poor choice of words. So no, oh, no, you so can't sorry. say that. This is a family program. Oh, no. Um, well, as long as no one explains anything. I, I, anyway, they've uh, wasted a lot of money on this. So you've highlighted one of the big issues. I think there's a Forbes put up an interesting article, six reasons, Billy Eichner, who's the director actor guy, Billy Eichner's bros. What's a box office disaster. The number one, I think you highlighted Jesse is because when you think about going to a rom-com, <laughs> which by the way, I, I want to say, I like romantic comedies. I find them enjoyable as do you. And you chose two great ones, Crazy Stupid Love, Night and Day. Those are great rom-coms to compare it to because they're actually entertaining romantic comedies. <laughs> um, when you when you think about a rom- romantic comedy, nine times out of ten, it's a category of movie that is attributed to, namely, women wanting to view. Women want to see a romantic comedy. And that's because, with the exception of, I think, the breakup with Vince Vaughn and, and Jennifer uh, Jennifer Aniston, with the exception of that movie, uh, you have two people having relationship issues or in a relationship, then having relationship issues and then coming back. Ultimately, they ends with some sort of 
uh, usually a longer term commitment of monogamous relationship. It turns out that's what that's what people want to see in a romantic comedy. It actually, <laughs> I know it's crazy. They want to see like it end in a way that has the resolution that they themselves would would ultimately desire to see for themselves. <laughs> and and that's like that's like your basic your your basic romantic comedy premise, you know. In in there's hilarity and hijinks abounding throughout the movie, but that's your basic premise. <laughs> and and when you make a movie about two homosexual men ultimately barely committing to each other. It turns out that this is the mark holistically for, well, women. <laughs> the last thing even that that, lesbian women that the, this is the mark for <laughs> even the lesbians. The, the the last thing that a woman taking her taking her uh, well a woman and her uh, boyfriend want to be at the end of watching Bros is gay. That's the last thing they want to be. Yeah, and like like they're like oh my gosh, I'm gay now. <laughs> I'm so glad and, we came to see this you, movie. How are you selling that to your boyfriend? Like, first of all, you're usually convincing the boyfriend, like, to to go to yeah. a you know boyfriend husband. Hey, let's go watch a romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, you they know, we agree could just go. because you know why not sit next to. Or we could just watch Top Gun Maverick again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You dead. know what? I want to know. See if Top Gun Maverick beat it on its opening weekend. I want to know if Top Gun. Of course, it did. It had to gross more. <laughs> it's six months of. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Dr. Oh way up there. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Still? Well, I mean, that's just, it's like, it's, I think this is cumulative. Uh, it's cumulative. Yeah, it's cumulative. I want to know. Top what? Gun Maverick brought in $126 million domestic opening. Oh, weekend. no. It brought in uh, $714 million total. And internationally, the worldwide box office, it brought in $1.5 billion. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't do so bad. But ultimately, you missed the mark on a romantic comedy if your goal is to... Uh, <laughs> so you can't get the women in to see it because it's about gay men. It doesn't meet any other... I, mean, what, I just don't understand. What, you, what, what did you think... What exactly did you think was going to happen when you made this movie? I just don't get it. I, I just didn't... I didn't do great. I mean, my mic was muted because I blew my nose, but you all probably heard pick it up on Justin's mic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so honestly, though, people, sometimes I feel like we can get kind of discouraged with all of the weird LGBTQ junk that's happening all around us. But this, at least in some way, is validating because like it's literally done nothing like these people are supposed to own entertainment right like right. like that that is one of the robes of society quote unquote that they have that they have the corner on and you have minions rise of Gru <laughs> just smashing it out of the water oh geez there we go again <laughs> just, just 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 like hitting it out of the park you know and it's it, it should it should feel it should be validating like I, I think that people are pushing back and but the thing is is like really though the target audience for this is so small, so small. As well, evidenced by the line just, on this graph, actually, yeah. Since uh, I mean, well, it seems like everybody that wanted to see it the first weekend just saw it the first weekend, and then saw it the second weekend, and probably we're done now. So, <laughs> can only watch this so many times, guys. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. No, I I, I agree.
All right. I think we're done this one. All right, good. We would definitely. We've gilded, bros, we've bombs, gilded the lily. Bros, bombs, box office. Uh, where, where, where are we at right now? We're, we're at PayPal at... persecutes its patrons. No, when did it open up? What? When did bros open up? I don't know. Oh, September 30th, 2022. All right. So what I'm looking for here, September 30th, 2022. I just want to see how it did compared to Top Gun that weekend. Like that actual, the actual weekend. All right. So September 30th, 2022. It can't have done the same, right? Uh, so 300, so 336. So do they count Thursday of the opening weekend or do they only count Friday? If it, you know, we're just going to say it released that Friday. So you're talking five, seven, 10. Now, you know, Top Gun only did 1.2 million that weekend. <laughs> I didn't even know it was still in theaters. I know it's it's literally still in theaters as of this very day. Oh but it's gosh. obviously on a fraction of the screens that that movie was. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. I can tell you exactly how many movies. Oh, I, I actually I went out of that article, but you can find. I think it was it opened up on like four thousand screens. Top Gun or Bros? No, the Bros. I think Bros it opened, opened on 3,300. 3, screens. Uh, by the time it released, this is only fifteen hundred. So. Uh, Top Gun's only on 1,500 screens right now. <laughs> yeah, so in half the screens, it's still made. One point two. <laughs> and by the way, when we say made, we mean actually made, as opposed to hemorrhaged money and made nothing. <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on. Sorry. Uh, bros, bros bombs the box office, leads us to PayPal persecutes patrons. Yeah, if you guys didn't catch the story, um, I mean, the biggest news, the, the biggest and earliest news outlet was probably Daily Wire uh, looking at October 7th. They did reference a source from October 6th. The biggest takeaway here, you might want to know what's in your user agreements. Yes, read the fine print. There are websites that help summarize these things for you. Um, Alrighty, so reading from the article, a new pipe, a new policy update from PayPal will permit the firm to sanction users who advance purported quote misinformation, or present risks to user well quote well being with fines of up to twenty five hundred dollars per offense. Now, this has since been rescinded for very 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 good reason. This is Canada freezing bank accounts like level craziness okay so um paypal did um take this back um saying that it was an accident um <laughs> which oh accidentally we've had this in here for the past three years so that anytime we can bankrupt everyone <laughs> oh bad um yeah so so obviously that didn't land well for american audience <laughs> paypal value down six billion dollars the search delete PayPal soars 1300% after Daily Wire exposes misinformation policy. Yeah, that's a pretty big loss. <laughs> you cannot back it. Your homework cannot back up into that bush fast enough. Yeah, you can't fudge those numbers, guys. Nope. Oh, down. That That's a, that's not even like that. That percentage is hard to understand that they're down that that they went down that much. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I actively watched several, several people on Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff just stop using paypal yeah i mean 
I'm G- considering it. G Prime. G Prime was like, I'm no longer using this to receive any payments. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that guy on that. He makes makes good little comics there. Not well, a Christian, but from New Jersey. So there's a Not point. a Christian, but from New Jersey. And uh, a spiritual point. Also, just some of them are... <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't say they're PG rated. They, they 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 talk about they just talk about the things people say and do, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that you know life is no longer PG rated. <laughs> no, <laughs> never never really was. No. All right, but yeah. So um, they they said uh, they well what Daily Wire reporting the policy change. PayPal claimed that the new guidelines were published in error and apologized for the confusion this has caused. But again, I mean, I feel like if you say words that aren't confusing. Um, I don't know how it would cause confusion. And here's the problem is that this was clearly a policy that was put forth and actually, you know, made into a policy and then released to everybody. So if they um, accidentally release this ahead of time, I think all this means is that something's definitely coming down the future. You should future proof yourself, Christian, and probably not use PayPal anymore. Yeah. And let's not, let's not be, let's not be ignorant. Okay. You have a financial intermediary company. They literally deal with, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in transactions on the daily. Let's be honest. Like you had like dozens of teams of hundred lawyers (laughs) looking through making, making your, your policy. Like, you, you didn't accidentally publish a user agreement. You, yeah. you fully intended to publish the user agreement. You paid probably a million dollars to the people who developed the user agreement and launched it. Like you, you intentionally put that out there. It was no accident. We're not stupid. The people mm-hmm. aren't stupid. Just take, just own it. Just own it. Yes, we are selfish, greedy, evil, politically minded. Uh, progressively driven uh, sycophants, you know, and, and so we were going to take your money if you uh, if you had any uh, differing opinions uh, or things that we decided were quote unquote hateful, you know, like maybe you, I don't know, maybe you think you know any of God your conservative Christian views, yeah, yeah, you think God is sovereign? <laughs> we're taking your money, twenty five hundred bucks. Oh look, you typed it again, another twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> like, like, we know what's going on here. We're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Alrighty. Well, that rounds out our news roundup. Yeah, hopefully you've got some good things to think about. Again, encourage you to uh, check the show notes. Click on a link or two. Educate yourself. See what's going on around the world. Yay. Uh, and uh, we just I was just really thankful to be back with you this week. Uh, definitely missed you guys this week. And uh, look, for, look forward to uh, getting back on that consistent train. Woo. Uh, I, had, I had some sort of sickness. It uh, will neither be confirmed nor de- denied as to what it was because I don't test myself. But I had the flu. Uh, some sort of flu. <laughs> Yes, some type of uh, fierce cold. Yes, and I had to. Uh, I was unable to record for a few days, and uh, so. Well, you're forgiven. Oh, thanks, bro. All's fair in love and war. Glad to be back with you, man. Love you, man. Love you too. We hope you. Uh, <laughs> this. We hope this day, Christian, you are encouraged to seize, seize the, the faith. faith.